a lot of people paralyze themselves with deduction. And when you just have a limited amount of, of facts about the case, don't try to deduce the whole story. Just pick up the phone and ask, what are you guys going through? How can I help? Welcome, amazing agents and investors from across the country. Today is Thursday, June 10th, 2020, and this is role play call number 55. We have two in the queue now. We do have room for more. Just hit star six and hit one if you would like to role play with our one of our coaches. We've got plural now. So put them on the hot seat. Give them your toughest situation, places you're getting stuck, places you need help. And let's go to our first caller. First up is phone number ending in 4833. You're up first. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Great, Tim. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm very new to all this. I've been making uh, phone calls for a couple of weeks now. And uh, in my county, um, probate records are, are uh, not available right now. So, so Jim was good enough to give me some historical records. So... The biggest thing I'm getting right now is just, you know, hey, we have it handled. We've got everything taken care of. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. Um, so what, I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to be the, the agent or investor. Um, I'm not an agent yet, but I'm, I'm going to write my license early next month. Um, and, if, if Chad, if I could just give you know, USP and, and kind of run through uh, this a little bit. I just kind of want feedback on how I'm sounding or if I'm, if I'm sounding off-putting and, and not trustworthy and that kind of thing. Okay. So you're brave. You're gonna you're gonna be at this point. You're gonna be the investor, correct? Or just the you're gonna be Tim wanting to help the people. That's right. I'm just gonna be Tim wanting to help. Okay. Perfect. So, all right. Uh, ring, ring. Hello. Hello. I'm looking for Chad. This is Chad. Who is this? Hey, Chad. Um, this is Tim McElroy calling. Hey, I'm calling because I noticed you're the personal representative of, a, of an estate here in Spokane County. And, uh, Chad, i got a, a team of professionals here in the community that, to help folks who are going through the probate process. Um, you know, there, there are lots of ways we can help, ranging from, you know, cleaning and selling personal property to, to helping to facilitate the sale of real estate or even through to offering advice for um, tax implications. Um, what's been the most difficult part of this, this process for you? Uh, listen, uh, the, Tim, did you say it was? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Tim, we've got an attorney, and, and I mean, they've got it handled. There's nothing we can do right now, so yeah, we, we've done everything we can. Thank, thank you for your call. Shoot, did we lose you, Tim? You still there, Tim? <laughs> well, I think that's the problem. He's hanging up too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did, Jim. Did you hear that audio feedback? I did. I did. That was on him. Yeah, he basically either his phone died, he went on a range, something happened. So, uh, Tim, come back. We'll go to the next person, but come back and we'll just pick up from where you left off. Let's go to our next caller. Phone number ending in three zero four zero. You're up next. Okay, my uh, question is that I have run in to situations where the property has been like, you know, say the estate of like John Smith and 
sometimes it'll be the executor. And I don't understand why they're doing it that way. You're saying the executor <laughs> name matches the deceased name? Yeah, well, it'd be like the like the deceased, like John Smith. It'd be in the estate of John Smith and Mary and um, Mary Smith, or or uh, uh, Mary Allen, like a different last name. Which I'm thinking, if it's a woman, it may be his daughter. Okay, and I just don't know why they're doing it that way. Well, I mean, different people have. Some people have their financial advisors, their bankers, they, you know, like people who are outside of the family actually probate their estate. Um, whoever it is, they have the same job, and if they're not, if they're not okay. immediate family, chances are it's less emotional, which will be an easier right. relationship for you to build, right? So don't ever shy away from those just because okay. they don't match. And, you know, quite honestly, like a lot of people try to, a lot of people paralyze themselves with deduction. And when you just have a limited amount of, of facts about the case, don't try to deduce the whole story. Just pick up the phone and ask, what are you guys going through? How can I help? Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, Tim is back. We'll pick up where we left off. Tim, thank you for calling back. Hey, sorry about that. My, my phone just cut me out right, right as Chad was giving me his objection. No yeah, problem. So I hit you with, we'll just pick up where we left off. I hit you with the one that, that you said you're having challenges with. So we, 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 we can't really do anything right now, Tim. We have an attorney, and he said that there's nothing that can be done. So just uh, thanks for your call, but, but we don't need any help. Yeah, I, you know, I understand that, Chad. And actually, I, I think the great that you have an attorney there, they take care of, you know, a big piece of it. Um, but w what that is is really about 25% of, of the workload. And as you're probably finding out, you know, you've got – You've got a lot on your shoulders now, the, the rest of the 75%, and you know, that's why I'm calling. That's why I'm reaching out and just letting you know that. But, you know, but Tim, he says, we can't, he says we can't do anything. That's what I'm telling you. Like, there's nothing that you can't help me right now. Right. From, from a legal perspective, I, I agree with you. You know, the courts are, are backed up, and, and there's things that are at a standstill. Um, have you received your, your letter of testamentary right now at this point? Uh, what is that? I, I I don't know. We we got yeah, stuff yeah. from the probate probate clerk and from the attorney. Uh, he he's keeping track of all that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that's probably what that is right now. And essentially, what that's allowing you to do is, is giving you power over the estate to um, to be able to you know move forward with kind of the non legal side of things. And uh, whether that's you know cleaning out property or or selling things off, you know that that gives you the ability to do that. Um, Chad, I didn't ask earlier, is there real estate in, in the estate, or and, and if so, do you have a plan for that? There's one house on some acreage um, out, out on the edge, edge of the county. My, my parents had that as a rental property, and okay. it's, it's, we don't know what we're going to do with it right now. It's, we're not doing anything. Um, we're being told that we yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, no, I understand that that makes sense. The reason I ask that question is, you know, often we find that, that real estate is the most difficult part for uh, for families to deal with. Um, you know, it sounds like it's a, it's a rental property. Are there are there tenants in there currently, or is it vacant? No, it's it's we haven't had a tenant in there in a while. We had some plumbing issues and 
uh, just didn't have the dad didn't have the cash to fix it with his health problems. So it's it's just kind of an abandoned house. I see. I see. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad I called because um, you know one one of the things that uh, attorneys often miss is you know if this property is vacant, your um, homeowner's policy or or uh, you know insurance policy on that property probably isn't covering that vacancy. Um, no, I just I I paid to... that bill. I paid that bill last month. It has insurance. I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm sure it does have have a, a homeowner's policy on it, or you know, renter's insurance policy on it. But um, I think if you looked at that closely, Chad, I think you'd find that it probably doesn't cover vacancy. I, I could be wrong on that, but but I'm guessing I'm guessing that's the case. Um, most that I've encountered, most policies that I've encountered just don't have that vacancy allowance on there. Um, one of the members of my team is an insurance broker, and his name is Andrew. Um, I, I can have him reach out to you if you're comfortable with that, you know, in the next 24 hours, and it's no obligation. Um, he can just let you know what, you know, what he could help you with as far as covering that vacancy. Um, I think the worst thing that could happen, you know, in, in any situation, especially right now that we're, we're waiting for the courts to open up, is for something to happen to that property and, and the estate to, to lose that. Um, our goal is to help, you know, an estate and a family um, get as much equity out of that as, as they can and just make that process as stress-free as possible. So would you be comfortable if I had uh, Andrew give you a call in the next 24 hours about that? Uh, I guess if, if you think I don't have insurance, but I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like I, I, think, I think you do have a, a policy on there, as, as you said, but, um, you know, I think a, a vacant specific policy is, is going to be very valuable to you and your family right now make sure that that property is, is well protected. Um, you know, Chad, who else in this process is, is working through this with you? Do you have uh, any siblings or other family members that are um, making decisions with you? You know, I haven't been out of the house in 30 days. It's just me and my basset hound. <laughs> That's great. Um, um, I do okay. have so I have I have a sister that lives that lives over in Idaho, and you know obviously my wife and I have kind of we're the ones here so we we've, we've had to deal with dad lived with us for the last couple of years and so we've we've basically been doing it on our own. Sure, sure I, I understand that. Um, you know what what I'd like to offer you, Chad, is just the opportunity to, to sit down and. Um, and talk through some options with, you know, you and your wife and, and your sister if possible. Uh, we can, as you mentioned, you've been in the house. We can just do that over a, a Zoom call. Um, my purpose there will just be to, to, to show you some options that, that you can move forward with right now, um, both in terms of, you know, potentially getting the property cleaned up and making a decision on whether you guys want to keep that and rent it out or whether you want to uh, fix it up and sell it for top dollar or, or even just, you know, maybe your goals are to, to, to get rid of it quickly, um, and I can also facilitate that kind of a transaction. So, um, you know, I've got a couple openings later this week, one on uh, a Thursday afternoon at 5 and, and one on Friday morning at 10. Um, which one is better for you if we sat down for 20 minutes uh, on a Zoom call to talk through this? Mornings are better. I start drinking whiskey by 3 o'clock these days. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, at some point after all this, maybe we can sit down for for a whiskey together. But let's let's pencil you in right now for um, Friday morning at ten, and uh, I'll come prepared with um, with you know three or four things that I think could be really beneficial for you folks here, as well as 
some good options that I think uh, could help you with with the real estate uh, there. And uh, okay. and we'll go from well, there. Right, if it looks like it'd be valuable for you, we can we can keep talking. All right. Well, I will see you on uh, on Zoom then, and we'll break. Thanks. Thank so, first off, I didn't rattle you, even though I was kind of I was being kind of abrasive and short with you. So I'll first compliment you with you didn't get defensive, you didn't get rattled, you you've got you've got a calm head. Good job on that. Um, okay. I, I wanted to try to layer in some some other things. Like I threw the rental property out on the edge of the county at you on purpose. Um, I will say that you you quickly recognized it and saw the opportunity and you asked the right questions. You segued to the real estate in a great way. I, what I wanted, what I wanted you to do was was get your hooks in. Oh, it's a vacant rental property with plumbing issues that they couldn't afford to to fix. So I wanted you to give right. me some examples of how you could do that. I wanted you to say, you know what? Why don't I go out there and look at that, and then I'll come back and we can talk on Friday at at ten. Like I wanted okay. you to to ask. I wanted you you needed to learn more about the property so you can learn more about the problem, so you can learn more about the service that will appeal to me. So you're, you, were, you recognize the pieces, and you closed up the call by saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some, some research, and I'll give you some you know, three or four options. Well, you kind of handicapped yourself because you didn't learn enough about the real estate when you had me in rapport. You could have sure. asked, well, you know, how long ago was that? And you know, what, do you remember what, what exactly needed done? Uh, do you think I could go over and take a look maybe this afternoon and get access and, and then I can, you know, uh, by the time we meet on Friday, I will have a plan for you to transition that into a family rental property, a plan to, for yeah. you to sell it as is, where is, or a plan to actually sell it for absolute top dollar because I don't know if if you understand this, Mr. Seller, but there's a mass exodus out of California into eastern Washington and Idaho right now. And this is a great opportunity for you to stop paying holding costs and and maximize the equity we can get out of this property. This situation that's making you and I meeting challenging is also creating a great opportunity. It's a short window, but it's creating a great opportunity for your family to get the top dollar out of that out of that property. So if you sit and wait yeah. for the attorney to call you, then he could actually be costing you money because it's not only are you you racking up holding costs and property taxes and everything else, the insurance that you're paying for that probably isn't even covering the asset, but there's a great opportunity right now. People are leaving San Francisco while they can. Prices are already falling there, so everyone's trying to catch the falling knife and come up here. So we've got a great crop of buyers that are that have a lot of cash. So I want to give you some options. How about we start with like, let me. Is there a neighbor or a family member that can let me into the property to see this evening? I'll go look at it right now. And that's where I wanted yeah. you to go with it. Like you're seeing, you saw the opportunity. You you need you were hesitant to jump into it though. And I was showing you that I was in rapport. I quit giving you objections. So just right. like listen to the recording and and hear that. Um, the other thing on the vacant house policy, good job on that. You you presented it well, but instead of saying, would it be okay if I have this guy give you a call, don't ask. Like, do you ever think it's in someone's best interest to have an uninsured asset? No. Then don't ask. Just say, I'm yeah. going to have a guy named David. Uh, uh, can you verify the address for me? It's 123 Pleasant Valley Lane. 
Okay, I'm going to pull the tax card, send it to a guy named David. David is going to run it through several insurance companies, and he will call you within the next two hours to let you know exactly what those quotes are and answer any questions you have. Does that sound good? Okay, great. Okay. That's at least one thing I know I can do to protect your family today, and I at least feel good that I was able to do that. Now let's talk about the, 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 the plan for the property. Do you guys want to keep it in the family and keep it as a rental? And I know you said there wasn't any cash there to do that, but what if I could show you a way to get the work done, you know, yada, yada, and then I'll go right into the rest of the house. So those are the okay. two things that I think you could have done better. Um, and you are on a public stage, and you had the courage to step up here. So I, like, it, it, you, did, you did really well. There's just some things that you, I know you can do better. You, you're definitely a good salesperson. I can hear that. And, and you didn't get rattled or defensive, so that's, that's good. So I think where you might be getting hung up is I'm not a high-pressure salesperson, but when I know people are in probate quicksand and it's causing them more stress and it's costing them money, then I will grab them by the hand and pull their ass out. Like I'll get them out of their own way sure. when they're they're their biggest problem. So you may need to be a little like don't I don't even want to use the word aggressive. Be more assertive. And when you understand that these people, you know, by sitting and waiting and doing nothing, it's not it's not serving them or anyone else, um, yeah. especially in, in this environment. Those examples that I gave, I think, are absolutely real in Spokane County, aren't they? Like oh, yeah. You guys have Cal Californians are running up there. Yeah, there's so damn just, market here is about two days. So. Yeah, so instead, like, be a little more assertive, not necessarily aggressive, but but run toward the obstacle a little bit more, and I think that'll help you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's that's 100% right. So, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Sure. All right, Bruce. Bruce, any any feedback, Bruce? Anything additional? No, that was good. Nothing nothing official. Yeah, I often say this on these role plays, but it it really was true. Um, Tim, you did a great job of never making uh, Chad wrong. No matter what he said, you you affirmed, repeated. And then, and then kind of told him why there was a better way, but you didn't make him wrong. And that, that really yeah. stood out. It was great job. All right. Well, we only have one. This could, this could be a thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you participating, Tim, especially uh, taking the role of the, uh, of the investor. That's, that's not easy. Uh, yeah, we've got well over, we got well over 100 people on this call, and we only have one more person in the queue. There's got to be more people that need help. Um, you know, you don't have to be uh, like Tim. You don't have to be the agent. You can give Chad a hard time. Get, hit Chad with your toughest objections you've been hearing in places no, you're I getting think Bruce stuck. Needs and, to learn. Like whoever has the toughest <laughs> objection out there, time for Bruce. Sounds good to me. He is our he is our coach now. All right, next and last up for now. Again, guys, just hit star six and hit one. Jump in the queue. And next up is phone number ending. In 4674, you're up next. Hey there, everybody. Uh, I was also hoping to um, be the agent, be the uh, be the, the service provider in this one. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to ask if we could start as if, you know, you've already gotten the letter um, because I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't even know where I'd start if I was the one calling. Maybe how Tim started, but uh, we'll, we'll try either one. You guys can choose. Do you have a, a specific direction? So I'm assuming that you mean that you want the, this uh, executor, this personal representative to call you. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got absolutely okay. no experience, so this is uh, this will this will be the first call. Okay. Are you want to be tipped? You want to? Uh, are they wanting to know more information, or are they um, are they angry? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> angry. Angry sounds more difficult. So maybe why did you call me or whatever? You know, that might work. Well, I think sure. so. Yeah, do you want to do most. Me? Go ahead. Most of your calls, you can do it, Bruce. I, I didn't realize you. I thought you were you, you didn't. So, I'll just say this, and I'll turn it back to Bruce. But most of your calls aren't going to be angry inbound calls. One in a thousand might be, but most of them are actually going to be. They're going to be guarded, but curious. So, if you want to build your if you want to build your skill set under realistic, like uh, in a realistic scenario, then I would I would recommend go that way. If you want if you want to build some okay. thick skin and and test test your test your resolve then we can be tougher on you and, and do the you know the aggressive inbound but 99% of the time it's going to go the other way you're going to have a more like people are going to be guarded and untrustworthy but curious so it's your choice all right let, let's let's still do the tougher one just so that the easy ones will be easier or the curious ones will be easier okay my man um what is your um, what is your call to action? What do your letters generally say? Um, I I've not sent a letter yet, so I just got out of the probate mastery. I'm working on uh, building building uh, the team up and uh, looking at uh, what this this site should be finished up in the next uh, week or so. So then I'm going to get your leads and start going. Okay. Okay. Last question. Remind me your name real quick. Yeah, it's Isaiah. Isaiah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ring ring. Hello, this is Isaiah. Uh, hi, Isaiah. Um, this is Bruce over here with the house, and uh, just call in. You sent me this letter. Just call and see what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the with the house. So, are you must be the uh, are you the executor administrator of, of a probate right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm administering my my sister's estate. Okay, cool, Bruce. Cool. Well, uh, the reason we sent you that letter is every month we go down to the uh, the probate court down there in St. John's County, and we talk with Kelly, the probate clerk, about the different people in the area that we can help. So we've got a team of professionals and experts uh, in the area that. Their only job is to help new executors handle the probate process to help take some of that responsibility off of them. Well, okay, I, I get all that. I, I'm just wondering why why you sure. I mean, why you why you send it why you sending it to me? I mean, she just passed away like a month ago. I'm wondering what why do you feel like you need to send that to me? I, I'm not ready to do anything. I understand that. Then that makes a lot of sense, and and really that's. One of the toughest parts of the job is is building up the courage to send out letters to people going for a, through a really hard time, um, and it sounds like like you're going through that. And so, first and foremost, I'd like to express my my condolences and and my best wishes to you right now. And you know, that's really as hard as it is. The reason that we reach out so early is because some of our best clients have have had the hardest times and have been dealing with this really hard situation. It sounds like you're dealing with. And without without understanding fully the process of, of what you've been tasked with and this really brand new job uh, with a ton of responsibility, 
we found that our best clients have found it extremely stressful. They're not sure where to go. And the reason we reach out so early, despite getting yelled at here and there, is because we know the earlier that we reach out to you, the more we'll be able to help you and protect your family and guide you through the process and, and really just make it easier for you. So I totally understand why it might seem out of taste, and I'm sure you've gotten bombarded with calls from people who are just trying to, you know, buy your house for pennies on the dollar or do so, something else and, and, and make a bunch of money. That's, that's not why we're calling. We're calling to provide a, a service to you that is based only around providing value and helping you get through this really hard process. So, so, so far, it sounds like you're, you're pretty new to this. What's been the hardest thing so far about this process? Honestly, it's all—it's just all the people that keep on calling me, wanting to wanting to buy my sister's house. I'm—I'm I'm, not—I'm not ready for any of this yet. I didn't ask for this. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you all just want to be offering me low low dollar a low dollar amount on her house and just bugging me right now. Yeah, I—I I don't know why they do it either. Uh, I don't know why they do it either. But uh, well. My main goal is to help provide you value, um, and and you don't pay us or anything until you're you know you're happy with with the work that we're doing, and if you find it worthwhile and valuable to you, and and we'll we'll set up a meeting so we can meet meet face to face to go over that. W- one little bit, if if you want the people to go away and you don't have to you know it can be awkward for people to call you. Uh, if somebody's trying to buy your house or whatever, just tell them you know just tell them you've got it under contract or you've got it with a realtor right now with an exclusive agreement and and they'll they'll go away that's the best thing i think you could say to get them to hang up the fastest um so so what aside if i from told that, you that well i i would still persist and i'd I'm say that that's great you. <laughs> you know real estate's only one of the various ways we could you know we we, we help our our clients um speaking of the real estate though it sounds like like you haven't really put a plan together for it usually that's the biggest and, and most, uh, you know, the, the most complicated part of, of the estate, what, what, what are your plans for that? You know, what are you thinking about doing with uh, it? Maybe renting it out or, or selling it? Yeah, we, we, we don't know yet. My other sister and, and her son and I are talking about that. I'm probably going to sell it at some point, but we might even let him move into it. Oh, that's awesome. So it sounds like you're on uh, very good terms with all the siblings involved uh, in the process. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that we're getting along all right. That sounds like maybe all except for one or two. Yeah, we're getting along all right. He wants to move into the house, and I, honestly, I just don't want to be messing with it much longer. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, now, uh, really quickly, before before we even continue this conversation, I want to make sure that you've already been connected up with a good attorney that you're comfortable with to help you through the legal parts of the process. Uh, no, I think we're just doing that ourselves. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, oh man, Bruce, that's, that's a tough place to be. Um, so, so what you're, what you're thinking about is taking on the process pro per and virtually every single time uh, somebody does that, they'll end up with an attorney after learning about the liability that you have as the executor. Um, have you been, have you, have you gone through any of the court process or proceedings to, to even get your letters of tennis testamentary that even give you authority to, to manage anything in, within the estate? Uh, 
Yeah, I think I think we got a court date coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, so I, I don't know what what that letter you talked about was, but we we're going to the court here in a couple of weeks. But I I can yeah I yep. can do stuff to the house. Yeah, that that's fantastic. And uh, I'm just like you, Bruce, where I try. In fact, I just got myself into trouble last week trying to fix something on my car, and I'm always getting myself into trouble. And you sound like me, where we like to to do it ourselves and, and learn and, um, and try to figure it out. What I'm going to do is I've got a fantastic probate attorney in the area that, that will, will give you an hour of his time just to ask some questions um, and, and, you know, for free. How much is that going to cost? Uh, and that, that way you can go ahead and, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's free consultation. And that way you can at least understand the first few steps of the process because this isn't really a matter where, if you make a mistake, it's it's not a it's a really really big deal, um, and it's a very important that that you do things right. So at least you could ask him a few questions about the next steps, and uh, really, he's fantastic. And you might find that working with an attorney will help this help make this a lot easier uh, on you as well. And it's it's well worth it's well worth the cost. But that'll be up to you. Uh, is that all right if I have him give you give you a call? Yeah, he can give me a call. All right, sounds good. I think he'll really like you. Uh, we've got a number of attorneys on our on our uh, uh, in our network, and um, the reason I'm going to send him over is because based on talking to you for a few minutes, it sounds like you two will get along. Um, so I'm going to have him do that. What, what's going on with the uh, with the real estate right now? Is it vacant, or is it is, is your brother already living in there right now? Uh, no, we, we don't have anyone in there right now. It's it's uh, it's vacant, and I'm not even sure they want to move in the way that it is right now. Okay, it's, 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 some some things have to be fixed up or repaired. Ash, you just kind of let it go. It's a it's a big hassle. Yeah, that's that's more common than you probably think. Um, but but it's it's not the end of the world. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the the the, the attorney give you a call, but I'm also gonna have Dave. Uh, in the area, he's an insurance specialist that helps with these types of matters because, believe it or not, virtually every single insurance policy, homeowner's insurance policy for a home, does not cover a home after any damage to a home after a month of sitting vacant. Uh, so one of your main priorities uh, as the executor and your main responsibilities is to protect the estate and preserve it. Um, and so if, if anything were to happen at house at this point, uh, it's fair to say that, that you would be violating that duty and opening yourself up to liability, which is really, again, like I had said before, why we, why we try to reach out as soon as possible to, to, to help guide you in the right direction. So uh, I'm going to have Dave give you a call because, the, the, you know, you, you definitely want to get some vacant home insurance on that property in case anything happens to it. Sound good? Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I got, I got insurance. I, it's, we're paying the bills. Um, you're telling me it's not insured. It's oh, not. It's not. What are you? What are you? I bet me? you're paying the bills. I, I bet you're paying the bills, and um, you know there are a number of things. Again, I don't know if you set up a set up your checking account for. It doesn't. Well, you haven't gotten your letters of testamentary yet. So there are so many things going on, which is why why the, the attorney's going to give you a call to help you with all that. But okay, vacant home insurance generally costs about twenty five to fifty percent more than regular home insurance. Um, that's what all the, you know, snowbirds use and people with multiple houses because, no, most, most regular insurance policies do not cover vacant home insurance because most people are, are in their home living there at least, you know, once every month. Um, so that will be really important for you. Um, it sounds like there are a few 
problems with the real estate as far as, you know, repair or anything like that. There are so many options you have right now, and it sounds like it's a lot to wrap your head around. So why don't you let me, uh, I don't know, is there a neighbor or anybody or a family member that would be able to let me in the house? Uh, one, one, of the, one of the team members that we have is an outstanding contractor. He'll be able to take a look at the property, see what it would need to, to be able to maximize the value if you do decide to sell it or at least make it inhabitable. Um, you know, can, can you set up a time for us to uh, get in there and take a look and see, see what we can do to, to do that for you? I don't know. Pretty busy. I mean, um, I guess I could, I guess I could get out there and let somebody in. Um, are there any broken windows? Because, uh, if it's in, if it's in enough disrepair, I might be able to just find a, find a window, get in myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no broken windows. (laughs) It's like locked up. Well, look, you sound like a super Matter awesome fact, guy. One of the neighbors is probably going <laughs> to. And I don't want—I don't, I don't want them to think there's some random person going into squat in there, um, you know. Which is another thing we can discuss as well. So, first things first, I'm going to have—I'm going to have, I'm gonna have uh, uh, David and Jim give you a call to, to help take care of you, uh, and and we'll we'll set up the time to get in this house. Um, does tomorrow? Does tomorrow work for you? What's the best time to get over there? I can't do tomorrow. I could probably do the next day. Okay, sounds good. We'll do Friday. Uh, is, the mo- is the morning good? How about 10 o'clock? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm going to go take a All look right. at that, and then let's touch base after we take a look at the house and after you talk to Jim and David. And so let's set up a, a tentative meeting. Uh, would you be able to get all your family members that should be involved in the process on the phone maybe next week so that we can set up, set, set up a plan? Uh, and, and discuss the different options and, and how to get this thing moving because I know it's only been a month and that's, that's not a very long time to process everything, especially all the emotional elements of it. But it's really important to get this process process moving, especially with the courts backed up right now. So w- would you be able to round up those concerned parties for a follow-up uh, meeting maybe uh, next Friday? Yeah, I can. I can I can get them I can get them rounded up. I don't know what their work schedule is going to be like, but I can get them rounded up. Now I'm going to go ahead and and break the role play at this point because at at that point you you had it all set up. <laughs> uh, I forgot that I was supposed to be playing hardball until the second the second um, iter- second round that I came at you hard. But um, I thought that was good, Chad. Um, you you hear anything? You've been doing these role play calls for a while. I, I gave him a yes, couple of even um, even though you were you were in character and you were trying to play hardball, he walked your ass down and he turned yeah, you into easy like he, easy. Yep. He, you were putty in his hands. That's exactly how you do it, man. I, I want to say that yep. you pay you paid a lot of attention and mastery because you've done so many things that so many people miss. Do you actually know your probate clerk? Uh, I, I'm, I was going to meet him yesterday, but something came up. But I did call. I did call down uh, to one county just to ask a question about the, our county. But I'm planning. Good for you, that. dude. Like you got super local about it. You're like, listen, I, we go down, we meet with Kelly, and yada yada. And like, there's so many, so many little things that you picked up in mastery that that some, some people might not have even heard. But you did your homework. So real kudos there. That was good. Um, that was a good call. You, you did. You did. You, you did an amazing job. You're going to do really well with this. Not having any, any experience and and 
finding all those little things. And I, I will say I agree with you stepping back and, and making sure he was taken care of with an attorney. You knew what pro per and pro se, like you, you were able to explain that to him. Like, that's awesome, man. Your probate knowledge is really good. And that builds trust quickly. And even though Bruce was like in trying to be an abrasive character, hell, you 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 made him forget it. Even <laughs> that was his job, and he, you you talked him down. So um, the one thing, the area where I see where you can improve, and this is a little thing, but you you're you've got this really good tone of voice and a really good energy about you, and you're not you don't challenge them like just like Jim complimented the last caller. You never make them wrong, so you're being very personable. But then when you reference someone else, a family that you worked with, you, you've called them clients. And it's just okay. a cold business term. So you're, you're painting this image of, of I'm a hometown boy right here willing to help you. And you, you had so much good language around that. But then you're like, our best clients. When we help other clients, and especially <laughs> when, when, someone, when someone's in that abrasive mindset, you don't want them to be a client. You want them to be a family or a person. So I'm I'm splitting hairs here. I try to find something to tell you you can do better. You did a hell of a lot right. That's the one thing I would just with. You've got such a good start to this. Just start using families. Um, like nobody really wants to be a yeah. client. That's but huge. No, good I, job, I told man. You, that's that's a huge comment. I appreciate that. Does anybody else have any uh, constructive? You know, what can I do better here? I feel like I'll tell you one thing. I really. Go, go ahead, Bruce. Uh, no, I feel go like ahead. you could have dug into the uh, house just a little bit more. Uh, I referenced some of the repairs that were needed, and um, you could have really kind of allowed me to highlight some of my own pain by by saying, uh, tell me what's going on with the house. So I, I kind of mentioned that it was in disrepair. She'd let it go. And if, if you could have pushed on that with a little bit more questions, just kind of poke the, the wound just a little bit and let me – um, let me explain what's happening, and the, and the more I explain that, the more I'm going to want help. When that's you're dealing point. with someone that's that's guarded, they don't necessarily know that they need or want help until they start actually stepping back and thinking about all the, the trouble that they're having. So um, you could have landed there for a couple more minutes. That's awesome. No, I, I really appreciate that. And one thing I noticed about myself is just um, being, and I think, practice will, will make this better but just being more pointed with my questions instead of, I feel like I can really drone on on the phone and like say you know talk for like a minute when I could have talked for like 15 seconds with a more pointed question or inquiry so I think uh, I'll, I'll have to work on this so there was there was one area where you did that but you I think you realized when you were doing it because you very quickly, you, you wrapped it up pretty quickly and you said, by the way, what's been the toughest thing for you guys so far? So you, you ended it well, but I think you might have realized you were talking too much and you're like, oh, wait, I'm not engaging him. Um, so listen to your listen to your recording for sure, but you're not too long-winded. Just one time I think you were. Yeah, and the only thing I was going to – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, the one thing I was going to add, and this is really picky, it made me cringe a little bit when you were telling him to kind of lie and tell him that the house was listed or sold, because because I I feel like maybe that that could come back and bite you if you say it's listed and he has way to look. It, not only that, it just it, if he finds out, I, and I know you were doing it just to try to help him, but he may look in the MLS and I mean 
you know, you have the ability to look in the MLS and or or he could tell that to somebody and get caught in a lie. And I I don't know why that just it very insignificant. And I understand why you were trying to do it. I, I'll tell you one thing I loved was. Uh, offering to go over there and uh, crawl through any broken windows, and and, and, and and well, wait a minute, I don't want the neighbors to think I'm a squatter. You, you just put like three red flags in his three areas of concern that he might not have been thinking about. I wonder if the windows are broken. I wonder what happens if somebody squats in the house. I I, I, I thought that was I, I thought that was brilliant. I really really appreciated that. Yeah, good job. I. Oh. I give you a nine point nine. There's not much you could do better. Well, that's generous. My 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 question um, is, I was looking for local like lo- attorney groups, and I've actually I've been trying to like book paid time with attorneys, and I did one like even before I found you guys. Um, and it's not like like it's worth the connection because it was like two hundred fifty bucks to talk to the guy for an hour, um, and he's a super cool guy and all that. But I've not found any. Um, any associations that really seem active in my area, but it's a big, it's like I'm around a pretty big city, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I was wondering if you guys had any uh, that you know of or where I might be able to go. I tried calling the local university, but they haven't gotten back to me. And cause I feel like if I'm, if I can't even pay for a lawyer's time, uh, maybe you have a template email or somebody in the group has an email that they have found success with emailing attorneys that I could customize and everything. But I'm really trying to talk to attorneys and find out, you know, when they learn about the service, that they'll be excited about it, and it'll it'll help them and all that reduce their calls, whatever. Um, and I've and I've str- uh, I've kind of struggled connecting with attorneys effectively. So we have lots and lots of resources, uh, recorded calls, tips from the trainer, post. If you go to alltheleads.com in the top right in that search bar, put in attorney or attorneys or both. And that will bring up every piece of content on the site, and it's going to be a lot of stuff. But um, we, we've had role-play conversations. We've had mastermind conversations. I've done tips from a trainer. There's an hour-long video of me and uh, a 20-year probate attorney or estate planning attorney and real estate professional. Um, that's if you search F-R-A-K-E-R. John Fraker was the attorney that, that did that call with us. So there's lots of stuff there that will really help you with that. Um, you know, outside it's kind of outside of the scope of this call, but but start there. Like, go go to alltheleads.com and the top right search bar, hit attorney, and you'll have several hours worth of stuff to go through that'll help you with that. Okay, awesome. Really appreciate that. Great job. We appreciate your participation. We have one more person in the queue. Depending on how long it goes, that could take us up nicely to the top of the hour. Uh, next up is phone number. Ending in 3878, you're up next. Hey, uh, Chad, I got a question for Chad, and I'd like to mix it up a little bit and uh, make him the, uh, the one trying to convince me to sell the property. I've got a lead. I'm, sure. I'm, my name is Joey. I'm in Columbus, Georgia, and I have a lead that came in in December. And the brother that called me, um, he's he was in charge of the estate, and his mom has Alzheimer's, and he – had the knowledge that he was able to sell, at least he thought that he was able to sell the, the property, but he comes to find out that um, both his, his sister and his brother had to sign off on the sale. Well, his sister did because he was just trying to get the money to pay for some of her medical bills, and that was basically it. And the property isn't in terrible shape, but it does need some work. And uh, long story short, the, the other brother, the older brother actually, um, was living in the property. He did move out. 
but um, he is opposed to selling the property, and he wants he wants a bigger piece of the pie. He basically found out that he owns seven, or I'm sorry, one eighth of the property, or has one eighth rights to the property, I guess you could say, um, from the sale, and the other brother will get seven eighths, and he's going to use his portion to pay for his mom's medical bills. Is this so my a question was, a is this a probate or a guardianship? Well, or? It, he, he, they hadn't gone through probate. Uh, I guess it's actually probably more of like a guardianship, but, I mean, really and truly it's a probate. Even though she hasn't passed, it still had to go through a probate court. So it's a little bit different, I guess, uh, but um, I think it's kind of applicable because the, you know, the brother is opposed to selling it, and I just was curious as to how you would, how you would handle that. Um, situation sure and we can jump we can jump into a role play but i'm going to ask you the same questions because if right. probate has not if probate has not been filed if a death if, if if the father didn't pass away like if if there is a probate it's probably on the father not the mother and the mother yes, would have it. been it's, it. right yes correct it's the father the father dot see he has a hundred percent ownership over his mom's mother's portion that's right the on the father's side the brother has some claim to it because it wasn't done correctly, apparently. And technically, he was supposed to have 100% ownership over it, but because it wasn't done correctly on the dad's side, who has passed, as you uh, accurately uh, said in a second ago, yeah, that's that's the problem. So that's that's the main issue here. Okay, and I'm talking to the brother that wants to sell and do the right thing and pay the medical bills, right? Uh, no, you'd be talking to the you'd be talking to the other brother that doesn't want to sell because that's who I need to talk to. I've gotten his number. I need to convince him that this is still a good idea, and I'm trying to have a hard time figuring out what I need to say to him exactly because you okay. know I think that he will he will sell based on you know certain factors, but uh, you know he's kind of greedy. Um, he's not paying for the property. He was living the property for free. He actually cleaned out the appliances that were brand new that weren't his really, um, and, uh, you know, he's greedy. He's all about money. So I was going to play the role of the brother and to see how you would handle that situation. Okay. All right. Ring, ring. Uh, hello? Hi, is this Joey? Who is this? Uh, it hey, is. Joey, my name's Chad. I, um, my name's Chad. I, I spoke to your brother, Tim, a little bit ago. But did he tell you we talked? Um, no, he hasn't. Okay. Well, is this a good time for you? Um, what's this about? Well, I spoke to Tim. He had actually called me. We've got a team of folks here that help families going through probate and other, other transitions. And he kind of told me the story about what's happening with your mom and what has happened with his, with your dad. And I didn't want to, I know from my past, it's, if I leave people out, sometimes people misunderstand what, what we're trying to do. So quite honestly, I just wanted to call and have a, a, a candid conversation with you and see what, you know, if there's any way we can help your family um, where everybody gets what they want. So have you got time to talk about that? Possibly. Well, first, let me recap my understanding. There's three sides to every story, right? There's yours, theirs, and the truth. So I'll, I'll kind of tell you what, what Tim and I talked about. So it's my understanding your father passed away. Um, his estate was probated, uh, but maybe not correctly. 
and your mother was the heir. Now that Tim, now that your mother is is has dementia, Tim actually has a limited power of, or has power of attorney and is trying to manage her estate. And he wants to sell the real estate and, and some of the, the personal property in order to settle some medical bills because his phone is ringing off the hook. Does all that sound accurate? Part of it, yeah. That, sound, that sounds partly accurate. Okay. Well, the reason I wanted to call you is I'm in the business of helping people, not, not making people's situations worse or more stressful. And it sounded to me, and and this is nothing he said. I'm I'm reading into it, and I wanted to I wanted to ask you directly. It sounds to me like there's some contention in the family that, that about selling the home that you're living in. Like you probably you don't want to sell it, and and he does, and he feels pressure because the bill collectors keep calling him. Um, but I want to hear your side of the story. I, I wanted to hear, you know, what what are your goals to help your mother and and to to settle the medical bills and and I'll see if there's any way I can help you guys. Well, I'm just you know not opposed to selling the property, but I would like to get my fair share. And uh, I've had to hire an attorney, so I'm not sure if I should even be talking to you right now. Maybe you need to be talking to my attorney. Um, so I don't know if I should say anything else, but I just. I think my brother's trying to give away my mom's house, and my dad and mom work really hard for that house, and I think he's just trying to give it away, and I don't think that's right, and so I have a problem with that, yeah. Do so you think he's in too big of a hurry because the bill collectors are putting pressure on him? Or do you think Possibly. he's being spiteful? I, I think that, you know, I was living there. We have a heated relationship. Um, things haven't always been in the best in the past. He kind of, kind of thinks of me as a freeloader, and... Uh, you know, they, my parents gave me the right to stay in that house, and I don't think I was doing anything wrong. I was looking after that property, keeping it up, and then all of a sudden he comes along and, and kicks me out, and uh, he wants to sell it for, you know, pennies on the dollar, and the family's not too happy about it. Yeah, and he can't. I mean, do you know if your mother has or if you're – let me ask you this. Let me, I need to clear up some things. So was your father's estate actually – was the, is the probate closed? And whose name is the title to the house in right now? Is it just in your mother's name? It's titled in my mother and father's name. Okay, so that probate didn't finish. Like, it, it, it's, it's still open, your father's probate. That's what my attorney, that's what my attorney is saying to me, yes. That's correct. Okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> did your father have a will? He did. And were you in that will? I was. Yes. Okay. And so the, the house was, part of the house was to go to you, like a portion of that was yours, according to the will, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, obviously the house can't be sold without your consent, and I'm sure your attorney has, has, has let you know that. Um, it sounds like, you know, if, if you're open to it, I, I would like to, and I think, you know, it's certainly reasonable to invite your attorney. What if we all jumped on a Zoom call? There's a lot of ways I can help, and I'm not an attorney. That's not why I'm calling. What I am is everything the attorney's not. So I have a team of people that can help with personal property, real property. Even if if we wanted to flip that house and make it look like something Chip and Joanna Gaines just finished and get absolute top dollar for the family so everybody gets what they want. The medical bills get paid off. You get a, you get a fair, you know, what you, more than a fair value. You get more money than you would now if we just sold it in this situation. So there's a lot of things we can do 
it's just really uh, like getting the pieces on the table and seeing how the, how the puzzle fits where you know where everybody everybody wins and gets what they want and i find that working with a lot of families sometimes it's just it just takes you know a third party perspective to cool things down a little bit and say okay and once we build trust and you guys all realize I'm acting in everybody's best interest, um, then we can kind of put the plan together. We can all give it our nod and we can move forward. And maybe that's the attorney doing some legal work, but probably not. It sounds like it's more of we just need to get to some social agreements and then we can decide whether if you guys want to just sell the house for really quickly for a discount price. It doesn't sound like that's going to work for you or your siblings. It may work for Tim. But the other options are we can sell it as is, whereas for a higher price, it'll take a little bit longer. We can put some money into it, whether that's your money or my money or someone else's money, and get more money for the family. Um, but I'd like to have that conversation in front of everybody, not with you, not just with you. Because if we go down that rabbit hole and, and we, we build a relationship and we feel great about our plan, then Tim feels like we did something without him and, and his ego might react by being even more, you know, more closed up. So I'd like to start with just a, a Zoom call uh, with me, me, you, any, anyone you'd like to bring to the conversation where we can all just like talk about what our goals are, what everybody's goals are, um, what would be the perfect, what, what would be the perfect solution if, if there were, if you could control all variables. And then I think once once we do that, I'll see where I can I can really plug in and be of most value to you guys. You think would you be willing to do that with us? I'll need to talk to my attorney, but um, I guess that's fair. Yeah, well, I'd like for him to be there. Um, I think it's it's good to have have him as part of that conversation. So everybody can be part of the same conversation. Um, I certainly don't want to start a game of he said, she said, because I know how, how poorly the, the outcome can be. Um, but I do want to have some, some you know, open conversation because it seems to me, like I've worked with a lot of families, and quite honestly, you guys, uh, you know, you're definitely not being ugly like some families are, but you're losing ground. Like you're not communicating as much as you could be. Um, there's there's some resentment and some just like the hell with it. I'll just sit here and do what the attorney says. and. Those things are like, you know, it, it's they're like powder kegs. You know, a little spark can touch it off, and, and you can have something that lasts 10 years in a courtroom. Or, on the other side of it, just somebody like a fresh third-party perspective can sometimes mend the fences and everybody wins, and, and we move forward. We've actually reconnected family members that haven't spoken in 20 years just by being a neutral third party to kind of facilitate the meeting. And then everyone reconnects, and and now they're all of a sudden they you know they they're sorry that they lost 20 years of the relationship, but that if I can choose an outcome, that's what I'd want for you guys. Like no brothers should ever you know be disconnected. I don't think, um, and I'm guessing you probably agree with me. Even if you don't right now, I bet deep in your heart you wish you you wish you guys hadn't lost that time. So I'd like to start there. Um, if, if you want, I can call your attorney right now and have the conversation with, with him as well, or you can call him, uh, whichever. But how about Friday at, at 4.30? Would that be a good time? Yeah, I'll have to check with him, but that, that sounds like that could work. Okay. And then I'll break there. All right. <coughs> so that, that was helpful. <coughs> yeah. That's what I would try to do. I mean, I like I said, there's three sides to every story, and now I have two, <laughs> right? Like you you <laughs> right. you verified some things, but 
that you're still deferring to your attorney. So I know I have to have that person on the phone before we can actually. He's a decision maker in this point. Like that guy's the top. Right. I know. So right. I know he has an attorney. I don't know if he's going to do that, but I just wanted to throw that out there in case he does use him as like a trump card. You know, uh, yeah. didn't know if you know how to necessarily I'd handle that part of it. But I, <clears throat> what you recommended with the you know fixing it up, I definitely have thought about that as a partnership. The brother's okay with it either way. I mean, he'd rather sell it now, the one I've been dealing with. But you're one. You know, you're one of us an investment, right? Correct. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. fix so up. That, and that's why I went, Right. That's why I went that direction because I can give you a free acquisition. I can give you a free asset to go flip by showing the family how they all make more money. I can I can take out the need for for hard money loans or private money loans by having them bring the house at a basis value and you go do what you do anyways. So it's just going to it's going to make your finance strategy easier and you still meet right. all of the all of the siblings goals. So that's a great example of when you sh when you should step in and partner with them. And actually it's your project, it's their house. Like the basis is their house, man, but everybody wins. You make you make the same the yeah. same spread or more more than you would have, and the family makes a hell of a lot more than they would have, and they don't have to lift a finger. So that's the angle that you you I think you saw that. That's where I was headed. So when I get the attorney on the phone, I'm gonna I'm gonna build report. I'm gonna focus a lot on the attorney, and I'm gonna disarm him by showing him that I'm in I'm I'm acting in Joey's best interest while trying to meet Tim's goals. So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on, on them. And I, I kind of just want the family to watch and see that I, I have enough confidence to stand up to an attorney and explain what I can do for this family. You think I'm going to get respect from the family then? Heck yeah. Like if, I can convince, if I can convince an attorney, I don't have to convince the family. They're going to go with the plan. Right. Definitely. And, I mean, the sister's not a problem already, so it's really just the, the brother and his, his attorney. I mean, that's the, the family really, you know, I'm sure they're in, his, in the other brother's ear, but they're not really a deciding factor. It's really getting his brother on board. And it's all, it's crazy. It's only like a $3,000 difference, really, three or 4000 that he's going to make more if they were to sell it retail after you're fixing it up, of course, and, you know, Paying the realtor fees and yada yada yada, he's going to wait like three or four months to make an extra three or four thousand. You know, I understand why he's okay with that. He's not paid, you know, putting any of the bill. He doesn't have to pay for anything. So of course he's okay yeah. with that if that's the plan because he's not going to fix that house up. He's not he's not paying for the insurance or the property taxes. He you know he has been a kind of a freeloader in a way, but obviously I've I've got to paint it in a different picture. And you did an excellent job of that. I appreciate that. And I'm I'm sure you've what thought you, about this. What How you long? have is. Go ahead, Sorry, I, what I was going to say, you don't have a real estate problem. You've got an ego problem, and <laughs> you, you need to solve that. If you haven't read it, there's there's a, a good book. I think it was Ryan Holiday. Ego is the enemy, and uh -huh. it's it's a it's, it's there's a lot of stoicism in there. So stuff from from like the uh, like the journals of Seneca, and <clears throat> like other other Stoics. But <clears throat> Ryan Holiday does a good job of kind of modernizing that message. If you haven't read that or really studied ego and how that affects behavior, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with two brothers who have built their own stories and built their walls, and no matter how right. irrational their behavior is, it's, it's, their, it's their pattern, and they've been doing it for a long time. Um, but you, you, might, you might pick up that book, Ego is the Enemy, and it'll, it'll kind of help you understand how to disarm these people because they they're not aware of what they're doing. 
But that's right. what it seems like to me. You, you've got an ego problem, not a real estate problem. In a good way to make them realize that. Yep. What I was what I was going to add. It's very obvious that that three or four thousand is going to get up eaten up very quickly with attorney's fees. So I mean, it's just it's just not how many I you know if the attorney spends ten hours on it. Uh, the the person that doesn't want to sell is the one with the attorney, correct? He's trying to fight for more. Correct. Is that in my correct. yeah? So again, yeah. So yeah, his, yeah, spite his own face kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the difference is all going to go straight to his attorney. You know, would you rather split that exactly. with your brother or give it to your attorney? Exactly. All right, good one, excellent, Bruce. Any comments? No, I don't have anything to add. It's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Excellent. But we had three great. That's it, guys. The queue is empty. Three extraordinary uh, uh, role plays today. We really. Uh, I want to end this call like I always end our calls. I want to thank each, all hundred plus of you for showing up today. I want to particularly thank the three of you that were brave enough to step up and actively participate. I want to challenge all of you. Take one idea, one thing you heard on today's call. Go out and put it into practice and come back and share the results with the group. And remember, our role play call, we will talk to you at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Make it a great day, and we'll talk to you soon, guys. Take care.